Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm excited to be joined by a great friend, one of my favorite recurring guests, an industry expert for all things driver compensation, best practices, and programs, Leah Shaver, President and CEO of the National Transportation Institute. Welcome to the podcast, Leah. Great to see you. Thanks for having me back. Now, you've been a busy woman, to say the least. I can't wait to dive into all that you've been up to since we last connected on the show uh, close to a year ago. I want to be sure we talk about NTI and the value you bring to carriers, both for hire and private, with their recruiting and retention efforts. I'd like to talk about the uh, various work you're doing to offer thought leadership through your involvement in women in trucking, next generation in trucking, your role on uh, Sirius XM's Road Dog uh, Trucking Radio, and all your speaking engagements. And I also want to get a little personal. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're okay with sharing one of the most important recent developments. Uh, and of course, we'll answer a question from one of our listeners during our Deeper Dive segment. Uh, I think we can cover all that in our time today. It's a good thing we're both ambitious. Right. Let's get this party started. <laughs> so now this is your second time on the show. While it's a new year, um, what's changed? Has anything changed? You know, are, are you seeing any letting up of the challenges carriers are having with recruiting and hiring drivers? Is it getting easier for carriers? I'm not sure. Um, I know that we're going to talk about some pay changes later in in the interview, but um, but those are fast and furious already in Q1 of 2022. So I don't know if that means it's it's any different. They don't report a whole lot of ease. Uh, and certainly when it comes to driver response, they are asking more questions than ever and feeling more and more overwhelmed at the opportunities before them because we have such great demand for their professional services. So nothing's changed. We're more as usual. We're 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 kicking the year. I was off trying. Strong. I was trying to be sunshiny, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I think it's so far. It's it's uh, more of the same. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, uh, can you share about uh, NTI, about National Transportation Institute? You know, your website is driverwages.com. So so clearly, it has to do with driver compensation. But uh, could you elaborate more on your area of expertise? Yeah. At the core of our company is professional driver compensation. Uh, we're in the 27th year of business for NTI, and we started the company uh, benchmarking the attributes of driver pay. And more and more as we narrow our expertise, the more asks we get uh, to, to go into different areas. So now um, we get requests for uh, technician compensation studies, which we do at the market level on, on a national basis, um, owner-operator studies, which we've been doing for quite a long time. And uh, more and more folks want us to do executive studies, uh, all levels of staff studies, but the core of our business and research is on driver compensation. Now, my husband and I, own the company and our our experience is working at trucking companies prior to NTI. And so we each bring over 20 years of experience in different areas, in his case, operations and operations management, and in my case, in recruiting and retention. And so that means that uh, while our team dives deep into data, I get the privilege of working with companies on some of their challenges and 
implementing that data in order to better recruit and retain. That's ultimately my goal for the industry. Well, what's the what's the impact on carriers that leverage the the data you provide? You know, is that something that they're able to use? Uh, maybe not just to improve recruiting, but even retention as well? Actually, um, one of the greatest impacts that we've made in the last five years is companies utilizing the benchmarking of driver compensation earlier than even recruiting, but in at the rate level. So at a for hire trucking company, the freight rate is ultimately what dictates whether or not the driver is going to see a pay increase. Uh, that's not true at a private fleet, but at trucking companies, it is. We are ultimately reliant. The ultimate gatekeeper, as we call it, is the freight rate. And so if a carrier is utilizing the data earlier in at the level to benchmark the appropriate rate, they are able to also piece in not just enough pay to, to keep a driver in the seat, but enough to make the job attractive or as we refer to it, to be rewarding and a secure career choice for the professional driver. Well, it's obvious that uh, that the government is starting to take a look at this. You know, you're seeing a lot of this. We obviously, with the uh, recently passed uh, uh, infrastructure bill, and, and part of that, you know, uh, uh, DOT uh, Secretary Buttigieg has made very clear that driver pay and wages is something that's uh, going to be front and center uh, to his efforts to help address this problem. So there's certainly a a, a tailwind here, I think, for uh, for the industry and certainly for for your work. Um, what are you seeing in the market as far as you know sign on bonuses and any other perks? Is there is there anything that maybe you can point to? Maybe a best practice uh, that's having a positive impact that, that carriers are implementing. You know. Sign-on bonuses are not our favorite, hence the the grin when you mention it. And they're not our favorite because they're actually not a driver favorite. They're not a fan favorite when it comes to um, implementing a tool in order to not only attract, but ultimately retain a professional driver. They they might cushion a bit of the blow, um, but a lot of them are poorly implemented, poorly managed. Um, They're really long-term performance-based incentives or utilized as state campaigns. And while we are a big fan of a state campaign, i.e. a recruiting, excuse me, a retention incentive for a professional driver, we'd rather have it be called exactly what it is. And why? Because that's ultimately what attracts a driver. Honesty, transparency, and knowing exactly what to expect in their paycheck. That's what they're looking for, and that's why they stay with you. So um, in terms of what what's really working or the things that we like, um, I am a fan of a sign-on bonus if it's really a transition incentive, if it's meant to help a driver bridge the gap from one job to another. Anyone has a challenge in uh, you know, my last paycheck versus when my first paycheck is, it may not necessarily be just a week gap. It could be several weeks. And so a transition bonus eases the pain of changing jobs. And it also says, hey, I respect your time. I respect the decision that you're making. And so uh, I'm going to provide you some support there. Um, the other thing is that I actually prefer to see recruiting incentives that are uh more in light of of marketing to a driver that already works for you, i.e. 
put more weight in a referral incentive that says, I truly appreciate my own people. Maybe there's even some cost sharing between the referred driver and the referring driver. Um, but ultimately, anything you can do that says, I put extreme value on the folks that I have also does a job of recruiting new people to your company. Yeah, really good point. The transition uh, uh, bonus, I really like. I, I had not heard that before, and I think that's really valuable uh, way to way to frame it, and and it makes a lot of sense. And then I agree. You know, your ambassadors, your current drivers, are the ones that um, they know the types of drivers that are going to be a fit for you, and and, and a lot of times they're going to be your best uh, your best recruiters. Now, this this past year was one of the worst uh, for inflation in 30, 40 years. What impact did that have on driver pay you know, just versus, say, two or three years ago? We just did a, a blog post about that. Um, ultimately, driver pay in relation to inflation gets a lot of attention. In fact, we started that conversation many years ago. I want to say it was either it was probably late 15 uh, when a study was published about the gap between driver compensation and inflation. It's quoted by many different um, publications and, and other analysts. But um, ultimately, that driver pay caught up to inflation by the end of 2020. And that makes sense, right? Because remember that driver pay is reliant ultimately on that gatekeeper freight rates, but also on driver supply and driver turnover. And when we have an extreme demand for capacity, we don't have enough drivers to do the job. We're seeing a lot of churn and freight rates are, are moving in a positive direction, it makes sense that we're going to see pay uh, move enough to catch up. However, now with inflation being as high as it is, what, it, what impact it has is that not only on our drivers, but especially on our drivers, because where we see increased inflation is especially at um, eating out, at travel expenses at travel centers, um, at some of the items that we buy in, in retail locations, um, those are just, you know, simple examples, but um, the increase that we're seeing at the grocery store, they see twice that increase if they're buying food at a restaurant or at a um, convenience store location. And so um, the pay moves that have been made for drivers, they are also calling out that it doesn't make as great of an impact when inflation is as high as it is. Well, you're known as the sunshine girl, right? That's your moniker, right? You've been on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking uh, Radio for at least a couple of years. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Now, how did you get started? How did you get started as a radio host on, on, on top of your day job? I met um, my uh, coworker and, and oftentimes my co-host, uh, Casey, at a conference. I met my boss at a conference. And I, I essentially said, uh, we need to be talking more about driver pay. You guys need to, because I'm a listener. I, in fact, I greeted them, you know, long time, long time listener, first time caller. I thought I was cheeky and fun. Um, I guess they did too, because they invited me to join them. And so what started out as a monthly segment on Road Dog Live, it's called Payday with Leah Shaver, turned into my boss asking if I would like to test. Uh, to work on the channel. And now I, I do that part-time. Um, I'd love to do more. I've got a day job. Uh, it's really, as you know, it's a lot when you add a second job to already a very busy career. But 
Um, it's very fulfilling. It's been a lot of fun. And yes, my handle on the channel is Sunshine Girl. Why? Because I'm always looking for a positive spin. And in fact, I get called out regularly by our listeners for giving them a response that uh, may have come across to me kind of negatively, and I'll give them a positive spin on it. Well, speaking of your listeners, I think the, the primary audience uh, consists of truck drivers, uh, right? Is You get a lot of them calling in. Um, they know you're the expert on driver pay. What, what sort of conversations do you have with them on air? Uh, well, on the Payday Show, it's primarily uh, an open forum for them to call and ask questions about, frankly, the most intimate of topics, their paycheck. When they have any kind of trouble with a supervisor, um, oftentimes issues that might overlap into areas that human resources can assist them, which is my background, um, any kind of concern in communication or not understanding elements of their pay, per diem comes up a lot, by the way, um, any kind of communication that they're receiving from the company and they're either afraid to ask, haven't asked, don't know what to ask, they might run those questions by me on the air. And we have the kind of difficult conversations in a really positive space, a trusting space, where they're going to have a friendly voice on the other end. And in fact, in the last two months, we've had several calls with folks that have asked questions before in other avenues and haven't gotten that type of response. And so they come to me to, to, to in fact, hear an answer that they can understand, number one, and then more importantly, take action with it. What are some actionable items that don't include jumping ship? Uh, you'd be hard pressed to listen back to a recording and hear me suggest that they should find another job. My first goal, remember, is not just to attract drivers, it's to keep them in uh, their valuable seats that, that you know we've worked so hard to get them in. And I know how hard my customers work to, to get them. A lot of times there's simply a gap in communication or understanding. And so anyways, I can help facilitate closing that gap, I think is a win for me at work. Well, the past couple of years has, has shown, shined, shown, shown a light uh, on the value and, and essentiality of truck drivers. The industry, uh, the truck drivers specifically, has really stepped up you know, during this global pandemic. Um, and we're not ones to let a good crisis go to waste. You know, we've got to leverage this and, and make sure we keep the momentum uh, that the industry has appreciated the past couple of years. In mid-2021, you know, we were at a CDL Live conference in Birmingham, Alabama. I was moderating a panel. One of the pan panelists was uh, Alabama Trucking Association uh, President CEO Mark Colson, great, inspiring, uh, energetic leader. And in reference to the to the ever-visible iHeart truck pins, he suggested we need to personalize it uh, a lot more and, and make it more about the trucker. You were at that conference. Uh, can you tell us what, what happened next? Yeah, I... Um... I did the keynote at that conference and, and got the party started, right? And your panel was actually wrapping up the conference with the CEO panel um, and that I was fortunate enough to listen to. And, you know, Mark said something that resonated with me because it's something that I talk about all the time. You know, if we're experts in pay, but we're never going to tell you that pay is the ultimate answer. Um, we, we should love trucks, absolutely. But more importantly, we need to love the trucker behind the wheel. And Mark essentially said the same thing. He said that we really need to bring 
the human element back to trucking. And so if we're going to teach our people, but more importantly, the, the rest of the motoring public to love our truckers, then the pin needs to say, I love truckers. And um, as you said, he's energetic and engaging. And I, I approached him afterwards and I said, listen, you said something, it resonated with me. We need to do something about it. He goes, let's do it. He, he didn't even know me. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm serious. Like I've already put something together to put in front of you. I think we really need to do it. I, and he goes, let's do it. Just interrupted me. And I said, you know, I don't want to take anything away from you, but I, I'm not restricted to the state of Alabama. I, I reach companies all over the U.S. and Canada, and I would love to be an ambassador of your great idea. And he goes, then do it. And so um, anyway, uh, you know, he calls me a doer, but he was the one professing that we needed to do it. And so ultimately, we created a campaign dedicated to the hardest working men and women in the trucking industry, and that's our professional drivers. Uh, there's a logo that we created at NTI. I love truckers. Um, I heart truckers and, and we heart truckers. And initially we did I love truckers because of Mark's suggestion. And, and we just decided to take it a step further uh, with the we. Why? Because he's right. Um, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and someday, right? Someday we're going to get beyond this, this period of time that we're in. Um, of the pandemic and, and the level of awareness that folks have related to the essentiality of truck drivers may wane, right? It won't be as front and center. And so the, the way to humanize the profession is in a campaign like We Love Truckers. And so we, we you know, branded I Love Truckers and, and We Love Truckers because we want to be able to say um, I love truckers personally and have it on our laptop, have it you know, behind us in our office, have it on our phone. Um, you know, there you go. We love truckers. Um, whatever we can do, as, you know, to wear that as, as a badge of honor that I personally work in trucking. But a company wants to get behind that too. They want trailer decals, trailer wraps that moving down the highway says, uh, one of my favorite companies has, you know, our most important valuable asset is behind the wheel of the truck. Um, you know, we want we want folks globally, no matter the company, no matter the role, to be able to say we love truckers and have that rolling on a billboard down the highway, not fixed on a on one individual or on a one one set billboard. Now, for those who are listening, who are like, yes, how can <laughs> how how can they uh, how can they participate? How can they uh, how can they get a sticker? Um, I think we, everyone we watching would, would like that. that effect on people. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I guess the easiest, we're running a campaign right now um, on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you're following NTI, it's at NTI Driver Wages. And you can profess, I love truckers or we love truckers. And you have to sign up for our newsletter. So you can go to our website, driverwages.com. And on the bottom of the main page or on our newsletter page, in fact, I'm sure there's plenty of other opportunities you can sign up for our newsletter. You do those things and, and I'd be happy to send you some stickers. Awesome. Well, or I, the I image. Think, and a lot of, uh, a lot of industry uh, folks, I think, will really get behind that. I think that it was a fantastic idea. And, and, uh, and I'm glad I was there. And I'm glad you are the doer that you are. And you ran with it. Um, you're also a board member of Next Generation in Trucking. Uh, this administration has made it uh, very clear that it supports 
finding a solution to the ongoing driver shortage as well as as, as pay. Um, this is uh, a like to transition to the deeper dive uh, question. This is where we uh, answer a question from one of our listeners. And the question is, what are your thoughts on the impact 18 to 20 year olds will have on the current driver shortage? Common statement is that if we open up the industry to younger drivers, it will drive down wages. Um, right now, however, there's a limit to access to these types of jobs and drivers and availability of those types of drivers or jobs. And so um, in the short term, probably very little. Um, what it will do is drive resources towards training, towards um, you know, campaigning to our insurance companies that we need to be able to employ these folks and uh, create ways to make them employable. But I think one of the greatest barriers that we have today is that access and availability in that our insurance companies don't even want to insure a 18 to 20 year old to drive across state lines, um, at least in, in high volume. And then second to that is that there are restrictions on the volume at which we do train 18 to 20 year olds in this initial part of, of the, um, the Drive Safe Act. So in the meantime, very little change. In the future, remember what influences driver pay. It's driver supply, it's driver turnover, it's freight rates. So let's say the environment continues in the way that we're operating today, um, but driver supply becomes uh, much improved and um, turnover you know, reduces. And uh, ultimately there's less demand for our capacity. When you put all those things together, you're not going to see an acceleration of freight rates. And so you won't see driver pay go up as much. Is that directly in correlation to 18 to 21, 21 year olds operating? Not necessarily, um, but ultimately if we do drastically improve driver supply, which I, I certainly hope that we do because it's gotta be better than where we're at today, uh, we will see some impact on driver pay. Now, switching gears, uh, I'm a firm believer that that people do business with people they know and trust. Um, so hopefully you're okay. I want to get personal a little bit. Um, you've got a glow and you're starting a show. Uh, you've shared publicly that uh, you're expecting your first child. Congratulations. Uh, Thank would you. you. Mind, would you mind sharing the story of, of how you found out and, uh, you know, what that experience has been like. Well, if by glow, you mean I'm, I'm getting a little pink in the cheeks. I did share with my friends, but I don't, I don't know that I've shared professionally. So thanks for outing me right here. Um, consider it a, an exclusive, right? That's right. Um, actually I started doing speaking engagements and traveling, um, at, uh, at, you know, greater levels than I had over the last year in August. And I was sure um, by September, as terribly as I was feeling that I had, uh, you know, Dr. Google told me I'd long haul COVID. And I'd never known that I had COVID and uh, other than losing taste and smell, which I never did. I had all of the symptoms for long haul COVID. Um, it, I continually you know, it was feeling worse. And after a few months of just feeling absolutely awful, my husband insisted on taking me in. And it turns out that I'm pregnant with a baby I've been told I couldn't have. Um, so there's the short version to the story. I am going to uh, have my first child at age 43. And um, 
I'm fairly certain that they they count my my gray hairs and my wrinkles every time I go into the OB office and that pregnancy is really hard. Maybe it's how much I do, how much I work. Um, maybe it's my age. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, it's a fun story with a really challenging journey to get there. Rewarding journey. Though I would in the add. end, yes. yes let's yes. just yeah, make not, not it. Now, let's not yet. make it. <laughs> Maybe not yet. I hear yeah. you, but uh, but that's fantastic. Congratulations. That's really exciting. Thank you. Um, and I'm honored to uh, share the exclusive. Uh, before we wrap up here, just you know, what should we expect going forward? You know, do you, do you think we'll see a slate of new driver pay increasement uh, increases uh, or announcements anyway uh, to drum up more recruiting interest? Is that what we're already starting to see? Yes, Q1 already, we've had many pay increases. Um, folks are expanding the demand for our data to implement pay uh, reviews by market, by job type are very high in the first quarter. And they are with the intent of being able to implement pay increases, whether now or throughout the year based on contracts. Um, based on, you know, the market studies and fleets in general are telling us that last year was crazy and that they don't anticipate any lessening of, of the environment. And so uh, we're going to continue to have a lot of, of pay increases. And likewise, NTI is going to continue to um, grow to be able to answer to the demand of our private fleets and, and trucking companies and shippers alike that are looking for good, solid data with great history and reliable sources to make sure that they're, they're benchmarking the right information in order to make critical decisions related to their people now and in the future. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Leah. Uh, I love your passion. Me. Love your passion energy. Uh, really appreciate you sharing some personal news with us. And uh, I wish you a fantastic and, and prosperous 2022. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.